0: Good morning, this is Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon. Denise Jefferson was an internationally known dancer and educator who for over two decades was the director and steward of the Ailey School and co-founded the Ailey Fordham Bachelor of Fine Arts degree program. Just last month, Denise Jefferson succumbed to ovarian cancer, but those who knew her say she was fierce and left a legacy of inspiration, talent, and elegance. Today I'm joined by two people who are familiar with Denise Jefferson's talents. Annemarie Forsyth is the acting director of the BFA program, and Dr. Ed Bristow is co-director and co-founder of the BFA program. So let's start with Annemarie Forsyth. Talk to me a little bit about the relationship uh, that you had with Denise Jefferson,
1: and how did you two meet? Uh, Denise and I started at the Ailey School approximately the same time in 1973, Uh, so we had been been friends and colleagues for 37 years. Uh, She was um, not only my my boss and my superior at the Ailey School, but she was also my friend.
0: And uh, Mr. Bristow, how did you meet?
2: Yes. Well, uh, I met Denise in the early 1990s, uh, at the time I was Dean of Fordham College at Lincoln Center and we had developed a, a working relationship with the Ailey School uh, in those years and uh, we worked together subsequently to develop the BFA program.
0: And could you describe that more? You two co-created this program, so
2: how, how did that start? Denise always liked to tell the story of how in the mid-90s, she and I bumped into each other at the post office on 60th Street, and Denise said, "Uh, Ed, let's start a BFA program, which seemed to me uh, a fabulous idea. (laughs) And then it became a question of, of carefully planning the program so that it would emerge with the strengths of each institution.
0: And how willing was Fordham to go along with this idea?
2: Fordham encouraged us to seriously undertake the planning of the program. It was understood that should the program be realized, it would have to be serious academically as well as artistically, and so we were very careful to to realize that goal. So in the first couple of months, maybe the first year of the program,
0: what did you experience? Any challenges? What were the fun parts?
2: Well, as a my friend Anna Marie uh, likes to remind uh, r- likes to remind us about the first year. We were uh, just pleased that students showed up <laughs> in the first year, and in fact, they were dynamite. They were exactly what we had hoped for and anticipated. Mostly uh, academically serious, as well as uh, artistically truly talented, with great promise.
1: Anna Marie, do you want to comment on that first year? Uh, it was very exciting. I think one of the things that uh, that it didn 't mention was that um, this program was approved by at least six committees at Fordham unanimously and uh, certainly by the st- state Department of education and So they did make the right combination of things. They did manage to make it academically strong and artistically successful. Uh, the uh, The students came from a very diverse uh, very diverse backgrounds, and we um, were surprised <laughs> that they did come <laughs> they came walking in and we said they came. <laughs> I remember Denise and I practically hugged each other uh, at that first meeting uh, so it is a very su- successful program, and uh, it 's proven over the the last um, let's see how many years has it been, it's been 12 years, uh, the students have wonderful jobs and in dance and in the arts, in arts administration and um, writing for uh, publications like Dance Magazine and so we're very pleased with, with the way it's developed.
0: Now, who would like to back up a little and tell me about uh, Denise Jefferson's life pre-Fordham? Ms. Forsyth, sure, want to?
1: be happy to. Um, yes, I think that um, she was very much influenced by going to the American Dance Festival uh, and seeing a class taught by Donald McHale. Um, she talks also about, when she was little, going to see a ballet performance of the Nutcracker. My name is Denise Jefferson, and I am the director of the Ailey School.
3: I was about six, and uh, I'd seen Nutcracker in Chicago, and uh, there were children, and I told my mother that I wanted to dance. Well, she didn't think I was serious. I had to wait until I was eight. And then I started ballet classes with Edna McRae, and uh, it was was nice because I really liked to move, and... um, she advanced me very quickly. Within about three months, I was taking two classes a week, and that's what kind of happened. It just worked for me. Then in high school, I lost interest. Well, I discovered boys. And uh, also, I, was working, I went to a really um, demanding academic school. So I was working on my grades. So my dancing kind of fell by the wayside, and I ended up maybe going to class twice a week. And also, it had to do with ballet. Uh, There was not a strong modern dance movement or teacher in Chicago. And I had never seen modern dance. I would only seen ballet. And I had never seen a person of color dancing ballet. So I didn't think it was going to happen. So I didn't see any room for me professionally. So I thought, well, let me do some other things here. And I went off to college um, because I love languages thinking well thinking maybe I would major in French and end up being a translator at the UN and travel the world. Well, um, I got to Wheaton College and there was no dance major, but I had, we had a choice, either taking gym or dance. Well, there was no choice. So here I was learning modern dance and um, I didn't find it very interesting. Um, but it had to do more with the way it was being taught. Um, which was not very stimulating artistically. And then uh, a friend of mine who was also taking dance at our college said, Denise, come with me into Boston and take a master class with Donald McHale. That was that moment. I heard his voice as I walked into uh, the studio and it was just warm and he was really talking to the students and um, encouraging them to go forward and do. Give one give of themselves, and I took this class, and for the first time in my life, I felt I can do exactly what the teacher wants. I didn't feel I was that I was fighting my body. It just felt right. I have no idea of what I look like, but I felt divine.
1: I think that in the times when Denise and I grew up, and we were approximately the same age, dancers didn't go to college. They had to dance because dance is a young profession. And uh, she and I and and Ed, I guess, agreed that um, dancers could do two things at the same time, that they were really smart and organized and disciplined, and that they could go to uh, a professional dance school and also get an academic degree. Uh, So this was important to her. I think this was, she called this her her gem, Uh, in spite of the fact that she was enormously innovative in lots of programs at the Ailey School. uh, She began her directorship uh, in 1984 and she uh, helped create and strengthen the certificate program which allowed students uh, not to get an academic degree but to get a certificate which included not only dance courses but also academic courses like music and dance history that dancers would need. Uh, And maybe this was the kind of beginning um, ideas that she said, well, maybe we can do more than just the certificate program, uh, and she was right, we could. Uh, she, uh, the school, when Mr. Ailey began it in 1969, had 125 students enrolled. The school now has 3,500. Uh, so you can see the enormous growth and innovation that um, Denise Jefferson had on the Ailey School. Now for my listeners who may not be familiar
0: with Alvin Ailey, who is a a cultural icon, how would you describe him and his style
1: of dance? Uh, Alvin Ailey uh, started out in, actually in California, and was a, um, had a major in romance languages and was invited to go to the Lester Horton School uh, to maybe take some classes by Carmen de Lavalade. And uh, for a couple of weeks, he watched class, and then finally Lester Horton said to him, you can either take the class today or you can leave. So he took the class, and he ended up loving dance and being very good at it and being a very creative choreographer and eventually took over the Horton Company when Lester Horton passed away. Uh, And he then came to Broadway and um, started a little company, uh, mostly a pickup group in the beginning, uh, where he choreographed such wonderful pieces as Blue Suite and Revelations. Uh, And he... um, his style of dance—he has a, he had a lot of styles of dance. Unfortunately, Alvin passed away in uh, 1989, and uh, but he again leaves a legacy that uh, is an enduring one. The—he um, incorporated ballet, he incorporated modern, he incorporated jazz into his choreography, uh, and. Um, His work had a a sensitivity and a universality to it that was quite special and um, made audiences come back year after year to see his work.
0: And Denise Jefferson, uh, from what I I read about her, what little I read about her, she was inspired by that modern dance,
1: correct? Oh yes. Uh, She went to the American Dance Festival and took a class with Donald McHale, another African-American teacher, choreographer. Uh, educator and um, just fell in love with modern dance uh, she thought she wanted to be a ballet dancer but we all did and then we took modern and just fell in love with it. So, <laughs> um, but uh, she um, and she worked with the Pearl Lang Dance Company but all her heart was always in being an educator and, uh, and that shows in the, the, in the legacy that she's left us.
0: This is Fordham Conversations. I'm Robin Shannon describing the legacy of dancer and educator Denise Jefferson with Anna-Marie Forsyth, the BFA program acting director, and also Dr. Ed Bristow, co-director and co-founder of the BFA program. Now, Dr. Bristow, you and Denise Jefferson co-founded the Ailey Fordham Bachelor of Fine Arts program, correct? Yeah. How has the program changed from when it started to
2: now in 2010? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Uh, I would say the basic framework remains the same. What we've done is tinker around the edges uh, in terms of adding or subtracting uh, some requirements both in studio and in the liberal arts core curriculum but and of course we've learned uh, logistically from you know certain mistakes we made at the beginning about how to make the dual course of study more manageable for for the candidates but basically I would say the program remains about the same, Marie. would, would yes, you agree? Yes, I
1: agree, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we have added maybe a couple of performances. Um, every once in a while, the Fordham Corps changes a little bit, which is going to do this uh, oh. this year but very minor changes. Uh, It was well constructed, well thought out, um, and uh, it's being executed beautifully.
0: So would you say that uh, your students maybe start out wanting to be a particular type of dancer, go go through the program, and then totally change their idea about dance? Is that fair to say?
1: I think to some extent it's fair to say that um, this uh, college experience really broadens them and uh, opens their eyes to other kinds of dance. I think uh, there are a couple of things that set this program apart from others. Uh, The fact that we have um, the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater at our artistic top with Judith Jamison as its uh, artistic director. And that kind of vision filters down to the students. Uh, They get to study a lot of different dance techniques. Uh, which is very important in this um, age uh, of dance it 's so competitive uh, that they have to have all the tools that they uh, that we can give them to succeed. Uh, I think that this liberal arts education gives them an extra step up uh, because I hear artistic directors telling me that they love working with our dancers because they 're educated because they 're mature because they 're disciplined, uh, and they have something to bring artistically and intellectually to the work that the choreographers are doing. So who would be
2: a best BFA candidate? Someone who aspires to a, a career in modern dance. Although, uh, now that I think of it, uh, some of our graduates have had careers in ballet companies.
1: Mm -hmm. Contemporary ballet. Mm -hmm. Contemporary ballet companies, for sure. Alonzo King Lines Ballet, uh, Complexions Contemporary Ballet, um, Hubbard Street. Kansas City um, Ballet. Yes,
2: Kansas City Ballet. But they're in the minority of of, uh, those who are performing there in the minority.
0: But there is some crossover between ballet and modern dance in the program.
1: Oh, yes. And ballet is the, uh, the technique that they study the most in our BFA program. Uh, they have ballet class every day. Why so? Uh, because ballet is really important <laughs> for the lines uh, that it provides. Um, Alvin Ailey was once asked what kind of dancer he was looking for, and he said, I want dancers with ballet bottoms and modern tops. And that meant that he wanted dancers that had classical arabesques and pointed feet and turned out legs, Uh, but he also wanted dancers that had torsos that moved. And I think that one of the things we provide our uh, Ailey students with is that kind of versatility.
0: And what kind of student did uh, Denise Jefferson look for or look forward to teaching, inspiring?
1: Oh, she she liked to teach everyone. <laughs> she and I both love teaching beginners, uh, and I'm the chair of the Horton Department, which is a modern dance technique that Mr. Ailey did when he was a young dancer, and she was uh, in the Graham-based modern department. So we both Used to talk about how much we love teaching beginners uh, because you you have so much information to give them uh, and they're eager to learn uh, and it was um, it was it's it's wonderful to teach fresh faces.
0: This question is for uh, either Anna or Ed. Outside of the obvious, like a career in dance, help me to understand what someone gets from a degree in dance.
1: Uh, while we're training our dancers in the BFA program uh, to be versatile dancers, we're also training them to be versatile thinkers and uh, dance is a very short career and many of these dancers will dance for you know five to ten years after graduation and then what do they do? they have this wonderful bachelor's degree uh, which has a serious academic component and that's why this is not a conservatory program this is a very serious academic component and they can go and do something else. They can get a master's degree, Uh, they can work in uh, fields of arts and ed, they can do some writing. Uh, We have a number of students who choose not to start performing after they graduate, and uh, one one young woman is dancing with a small company, but she's also writing for Dance Magazine. She would not be able to do that if she didn't have this wonderful Fordham Jesuit education.
0: This education that Denise Jefferson helped uh, bring to the forefront with creating this department.
1: Yes, absolutely. Would you like to add to that?
2: I wanted to point out that when we began the program, and it's when we first started talking about it, it's almost 20 years ago, uh, there was much to do about transitions for dancers. And there are... Organizations here in New York City to address, and in fact in other parts of the world where there are major dance companies, to address the needs of dancers in transition. Uh, That is to say, uh, people who have left uh, modern dancer ballet companies, but for the most part don't have a college degree. We have some of those people coming back to take Bachelor of Arts degrees at, at Fordham. And as Anna-Marie has has pointed out, (laughs) providing a BFA degree for dancers and launching them into performance careers gives them something, of course, for when they stop performing. A small number of our graduates choose to do the other thing rather than to perform, but most of them do go on and perform first.
0: Now, there's a natural connection, at least in my mind, the way my mind works, when I think um, academics and dance, I think the movie Fame, or I think the television show Glee. Um, Would you say there is any kind of connection at all between that
1: movie and your program? Uh, It's interesting because sometimes when I'm doing an interview with the students who are prospective um, students in the BFA program, uh, I will tell them that they are going to be doing almost the same thing they're doing now. They're going to high school and doing all their homework and their academic classes and then usually after school they go to their dance studio and take three or four dance classes that day. Uh, and then they rehearse on the weekends. So it, it isn't dissimilar to, to what some of the students are doing, uh, this combination. It's just that we've tried, tried to make it easier by being only five blocks away and by interspersing the, the two uh, disciplines. But the, um, I think that the kids who go to performing arts high schools probably have a more similar um, uh, situation like Fame uh, or Glee where it's incorporated into their schools. So
0: what's the difference between the professional and junior division of the BFA program?
1: Uh, they're, they're, it's not the part of the BFA program. The junior division is a division within the Ailey school uh, and it um, the ages are from 3 to 17. And uh, the BFA program is a separate uh, program uh, for students who have finished high school, and in fact we are now getting some of our junior division students who have been with us for a few years um, in that program, graduated from high school, now being accepted into the BFA program, so we're very excited about that. Uh, we've had at least five or six of them uh, come through the program.
0: And whose idea was it to begin with three-year-olds to dance and into this program?
1: When the Ailey School first started in 1969, it was mostly for adults, for young young people who teenagers and uh, but it was this having seen people see the company and uh, they uh, want to do that. They wanted to dance like that. And so uh, we were getting requests to start a program for juniors. And we started, I think, with five and six-year-olds. And then we got into either even younger children. And right now the junior division uh, at the Ailey School has over a thousand students that come from, um, you know, as little as once a week uh, for one hour to stand in a circle and hold hands and to march and, and do... Um, improvisations at two students who are 16 and 17 who come every day and are very serious about a career in dance Uh,
2: with regard to a question that you uh, asked a moment ago about how we've changed the program uh, there's something else to be said I it seems to me that over the course of the life of this program the students have become more academically demanding and more academically serious and we've had to change in connection with that. Mm-hmm. Dancers with great promise come to us with more substantial academic qualifications as well and as a cohort they're academically stronger. More of them demand a double major or at least the, the opportunity to pursue an academic minor than was the case when we started out. And and perhaps that's the challenge now that we'll we'll have to face, uh, now and in the future, to respond to these academic demands. I'm Robin Shannon on
0: 90.7 WFUV, speaking with Anna Marie Forsyth, Acting Director of the BFA Program, and Dr. Ed Bristow, Co-Creator and Co-Director of the BFA Program. We're discussing the life and legacy of Denise Jefferson. Stay with us. More Fordham Conversations is ahead.
3: Hi, I'm George Bodarkey. New York City is full of surprises, and we love discovering them each week on Cityscape. It's a show we like to describe as an exploration of the people, places, and spirit of New York. Listen for it Saturday mornings at 7.30, right after Fordham Conversations. You never know what we'll discover.
0: Anna, during Denise Jefferson's battle with ovarian cancer um, or this could be for Dr. Bristow also, uh, did either of you spend much time with her?
1: Um, I did uh, visit her. uh frequently. Uh, she was in the hospital for the last probably eight weeks of her life, and I was away teaching in South Africa and uh, for about three of those weeks. But I did have a wonderful, long, fabulous conversation with her um, just before I left for South Africa, and um, she was hopeful, and um, we talked about a lot of things. Um, and uh, she um, she was quite quite an elegant woman, uh, and um, I think that uh, she, that's what, uh, I, an adjective that a lot of the people in the office have used with her when I, when I spoke with them today. Um, she, and she was enormously loyal to her friends and to her staff, uh, and that's a quality that you don't see very much.
0: So did you learn anything from her at that particular time in her life? Often people share something and you you shared a little but did you learn something
1: from her I learned every day from Denise Jefferson Mm. Uh, she was um, she was an innovator Um, she was um, very determined she had a wonderful vision of what she wanted the school to be and would not accept less than that Uh, so she taught me a lot about um, permanence and determination and um, we uh, worked very closely together. We got to the point where we could finish each other's sentences, <laughs> and, uh, but she left an enduring legacy that um, we have to fulfill. And I'm going to
0: uh, ask both of you this question, both uh, Anna and Ed. What's your favorite memory of Denise
2: Jefferson? And I'm going to start with Ed. It's that meeting at the post office, <laughs> which culminating in um, the development of a of a program which is one of Fordham's finest, probably its most visible, and which has provided most wonderful kinds of opportunities to uh, very, very special young people, uh, all of whom uh, have at least one uh, substantial talent in the arts, and many of whom are, have, are doubly talented <laughs> academically and artistically. And for that, for all of that, we we owe uh, an awful lot to Denise.
1: Anna? Um, it's tough. Um, I guess that last hug I had from her
0: in the hospital. Is the dance program now going to change with the passing of Denise Jefferson?
2: Well, you know, as we've discussed her legacy over the last... Uh, uh, Half hour or so we 've convinced ourselves uh, of something that I, I think we, we, we thought was the case, and <laughs> now i 'm convinced that it is the case that we have exactly the right foundation uh, and don 't have to do very much more than tinker around the edges. I think we have an enduring structure for this for this program. And now it's a matter of, uh, of continuing to help young people fulfill their promise. And, and uh, in fact, by the way, we, I think we have the largest class uh, in our history uh, about to arrive in September. Certainly, without a doubt, the, the academically uh, uh, most strong. Uh, and probably in terms of its uh, dance promise, it's equal to any of its former cohorts.
0: Did Denise Jefferson have a favorite Alvin Ailey performance. I know of course my my favorite is Revelations (laughs) as are so many. Did she have a
1: favorite? Uh, I think she she liked um, all of Alvin's works. Uh, She loved all of Miss Jamison's works. Uh, She just was really proud to be uh, part of the Ailey School and to be uh, one of the people that Mr. Ailey selected along with Miss Jamison to um, continue his legacy. Uh, so I think that, that uh, uh, we will see how the legacy uh, continues with uh, Robert Battle, who has been named um, Artistic Director Designate uh, for Ms. Jamison next year. And uh, we, will, we will continue because um, Alvin set it all up for us.
0: What's next for the BFA program? What big events are coming up or are,
1: are in the near future? We always do a senior concert, and this year we were awarded a National Endowment of the Arts grant uh, to restage a work by Joyce Tussler, uh, and so we will be doing that and uh, in April. And the, uh, We have a lot of performances at the Ailey School, so if you check the Ailey website, um, you will find out when we're performing. And
0: my final question, if you could say one last thing to Denise, what would it be? Anna? <laughs> okay, I understand. Sorry, she's <laughs> upset. She's, she's, she's crying. That's fine. Ed? Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, thank you both. Thank you. My thanks to Anna Marie Forsyth, acting director of the BFA program, and Ed Bristow, co creator and co director of the BFA program. For more information about the Ailey Fordham BFA degree program, visit the website. TheAileySchool.edu. This has been Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. Next week, Mary Wilson will be your host. You can hear Fordham Conversations every Saturday at 7 a.m. You can also friend us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and catch up on past shows with our weekly podcast. Stay with us. George Bodarki and CityScape are next on WFUV. For Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon.